Welcome in everybody to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin. It is Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just you and I right now, Glenn. Just you and I, my man. No DK. He's lazy on us tonight. What's up, DK? Where you at? No, yeah. what's going on? I mean, it's 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 not just you and I. Of course, we got Lisa Ann. We got Pretty Boy Suave right. in the comment section. Right. So welcome to you guys, and and we'll you have a what, guest here soon. Yeah, and you know what happened, right? What's that? I commend you for losing and still showing up. You see, DK I, just lost and he was like, I'm taking my ball. Is that what it home. is? Is that what it is? He quit? Yeah. He quit on us, dude. Nah, dude. I'm <laughs> nah. looking for the future, bro. That's I, all it is. I love being able to. I'm going to get I them love, Dion shades, bro. <laughs> I love being able to uh, talk trash when DK can't defend himself. It's my favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna probably take advantage of that this whole episode here. Shout <laughs> to Mr. Topper in the uh, in the comments. Ew. My guy, Craig. Craig's big fan, by the way, of uh, Mr. Topfer. Nice. Apparently they had some some time together. But anyway, out of high school now. Shout out to Craig. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Um, all right, let's get into it. We got yeah, a man. lot to talk about. Of yep, course, yep, we got yep. our our film expert in front of the show, Cole Jackson, coming on to break down what he saw from the. Uh, from the Sunday beatdown of the Kitty Cats uh, that mm-hmm. the Ravens put on them, we're going to give a, a quick reaction to our thoughts on you know the kind of the state of the division after last night's Monday night game between the Steelers and the Browns. We got some injury news that we got to get into, which is uh, you know a bit disappointing news that mm-hmm. we heard today uh, that I didn't expect. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, Jimbo. Where should we start? Yeah, yeah I think let's start with the negative so we can kind of get through it and move on, right? And that would be. Uh, in, unless you have additional news to this, but you know, on the injury front, of course, saw Darius Washington is going to hit the the IR uh, list with a torn pectoral muscle. Um, that's a real bummer. Second guy we've lost, obviously, Marcus Williams is opting not to have surgery, um, but our Darius seems to be out for the season, if I understand correctly. So you know, that's a real bummer uh, for him and the team. But honestly, I mean, it's a real bummer for our Darius man. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to like this kid, right? And uh, and mm-hmm. something like something like this goes down, it's just a it's just a you know real tough situation for him. So I, I think he's going to come back and be better. I think that you know he's the type of guy that that faces adversity and and does well. So uh, I'm not too worried about that. But it's just a bummer because this is his first year being able to get mm-hmm. substantial clock. You know, yeah, he finally kind of proved himself enough throughout training camp to get a substantial role in a pretty damn good Ravens defense. And then he goes out and has this injury. I mean, look, it's, it's, I'm bummed for our Darius, but I'm bummed for the Ravens. I mean, he's been playing his ass off. We talked about his ball skills and how he overcomes his, his lack of of physical traits with those ball skills. And it, it, you know, of course it's going to make people go see, this is why, you know, you don't take a guy this small, they end up getting hurt. But to me, this wasn't that, that type of injury, in my opinion, I think it was just kind of bad luck. Look, Marcus Williams got hurt. I don't think they call him, you know, undersized at his position. So, right. you know, he had the same injury. So, but yeah, disappointing for an already thin cornerback room to take the number one nickel off the board certainly brings more urgency to the fact that we need Marlon back on the field. So that's kind of going to parlay into my next question to you, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey was not put on IR. They kept him on the at on the the fifty three man roster with the idea and the assumption that he'd be back before week five. Yeah. Or else, why not put him on IR, open up a roster spot, and let's get get another guy in here who can help. So I think fans were excited, like, "Wow, he actually might be back before week five. Here we are, 
preparation for week three, we still have yet to see Marlon Humphrey on the practice field. So I find it hard to believe he's going to play. So why the heck was Marlon Humphrey not put on IR from the start? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I think part of it has to be their conversation with Marlon around how well he felt, and you know, him personally. Uh, and then also around the potential that, let's see, week four is who? That's the, the Browns, right? What week? Week week four? I think so. Yeah, next two after this one. Yeah, Browns and Steelers. Yep. And so, you know, they, oh, see, dude, come on. This is the second time in a row. What is wrong with me? Golly, yay. <laughs> um, man. Uh, no, I just say, like, is it, if it could be worth that one game? What if he comes back after the week three game and he's ready to rock in, in week four? That's immediately came to my mind. We were kind of talking about that in, in the, 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 the prep for this show was, that it might be worth that one game. I get your point as well, but well, one, you, you never know, ramp up. Like huh? coach talks about the ramp up. I mean, so like is one week he, of practice enough of a ramp up, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. Yeah, he could you know be. I mean? The media only sees like the first half hour. So yeah. maybe he, he has been out there and we just haven't been able to see yeah. it. Or like, you know, just on, on, I mean, times that, what he's doing in his rehab i guess is you know what what i'm not necessarily on the field on the practice field or anything like that but what he's doing in his rehab and how he's moving he could you know that could shorten his ramp up period yeah but also it could be the other way around right where maybe it's just taking longer than they originally anticipated right and that's the part i don't like talking about but it yeah. it's also something that could simply be the truth as well yeah and, 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 and i think that's a gamble, obviously. It's turning out to be that, that Coach and, and uh, Eric took in not putting them on IR and freeing up that extra roster spot. And maybe it's a gamble that you know ends up biting them a little bit. Not to say that that extra roster spot would have been like a, a game-changing player that would have you – know, who knows. But it's it's a little bit odd if he ultimately doesn't come back till week five anyway and you could have had you know an extra D lineman or – I mean, I'm sorry, an extra cornerback yeah. in an already thin room. I don't know. Interesting there, but also an injury news, a uh, bit you know, kind of injury news here with with the the injury to J.K. Dobbins, the fact that his season is over. They obviously were a little bit less deep at running back, although still got some pretty good talent on the on the roster with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill being one and two, followed by you know uh, Melvin Gordon, and then Keaton Mitchell's expected to come back week five and be a real spark plug. Yeah. But the Ravens have kicked the tires on uh, a disgruntled. I don't know how you call it. I mean, it seems like the Rams don't like Cam Akers at right. all, right. despite a strong end of the season last year. And some are saying that the Ravens have kicked the tires on Cam Akers. They've brought in or they're bringing in Kenyon Drake, who played for them last season for a visit. So what what do you make of uh, you know the the Ravens dipping their toe in the in the running back market? You know, it's just weird to me, right? Because I don't think there's a ton of urgency or due to like a lack of talent. It has to be depth. I think justice and Gus are getting the job done from one, two punch. Right. And then if you activate uh, Melvin Gordon, you have him back there as a guy that uh, is a proven vet. I think that's a solid like combination of backs. And then, you know, somehow you mix, you mix in Keaton Mitchell, but I don't mind the names. Like, you know, obviously Cam Akers can play. He can ball. And Ken, Kenyon Drake has done well here, and I could see him finding a spot in this type of offense because he's the type of guy that, that can catch the ball in the open field and make a guy miss, and he's he's relatively versatile as a back. 
-hmm. So I like it, but, um, and, and Cam Akers would be cool, but, uh, I also, I'm happy. I'm, I'm like, it's, I'm always hesitant. Kenny Drake, I feel a little different, but when you bring a different, a guy outside in, what's it going to do to the guys in the room, right? Does it Mm -hmm. give them juice? Does it like make them feel like, Hey, you don't trust me. You know what I mean? Like, what's it do to their psyche? I think that's something to think about as well, because right now they could be a well, uh, you know, they could be a cohesive group that is feeding off of each other and really, you know, using that momentum to say, Hey, look, guys didn't believe in us. People aren't giving us any credit, whatever, but we're going to go out there and get the job done. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't think there's a ton of urgency, but I know a lot of people are, are excited about it. What, where are you at on this? Uh, you know, with this, uh, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, for, as far as Cam Akers, I don't like hearing that he's a healthy scratch. And when I hear the comments from Coach McVay, he talks about players have to show accountability. And for yeah. that reason, they're a better team to make him inactive as a healthy player and give 100% of the snaps at running back to Kyron Williams, who's a younger player. That tells me that they think this guy is not good for their locker room. He's not you know, a guy who can who can take accountability, uh, which, which shows – you know, the younger guys, you know, he's a vet, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't be setting a bad example. So for that reason, I don't want to bring Cam Akers in. I'm I'm absolutely fine if they want to sign uh, Kenyon Drake to the practice squad. Sure. To me, I'll take Kenyon Drake over Melvin Gordon. That's just me. I, I haven't seen anything from Melvin Gordon other than the fact yeah. that he's been able to stay healthy that makes right. me go, I want that guy. Where Kenyon at times, like, he was our best running back at times. Yep. I mean, we already know he's a three down back. He can certainly catch it as well as run it. So yeah, I'd be fine with them bringing him in for depth purposes, but anything beyond a practice squad addition, I think it's unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. I, I like your stance on this. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll ride with you on that one. I'd take Kenyon Drake because you know who he is. You know what kind of guy he is. Um, he loved being here. He was outspoken about that. Uh, as soon as they said they're bringing him for, I don't know if you saw this. As soon as you, they said that, that they were bringing him in, it was announced. He wasn't trying to hide anything. Hide his excitement at all. He tweeted about it immediately. Right. Yep. He, this sounds like it's a place where he really wants to be. So, I think that's a great point. Um, but I want to throw this one back to you and kind of get uh, to the defensive end. You know, obviously once once Cole gets on, we're going to kind of break down the game a little bit. But how many injuries? How many more injuries can the Ravens really withstand here? You know what I mean? I'm starting to get a I'm starting to get a little nervous. Now I know every team is going through some injuries. Mm-hmm. And look, injuries uh in and of themselves, you know, even thinking about them or even considering them, the Ravens are still in my opinion one of the top teams in the AFC. Uh based on their performance in the past 2 weeks. I think the AFC has kind of come a little short come up a little short as far as what people were expecting them to, you know, come out and be as a mm-hmm. conference. And so it's made the Ravens look even better. Uh, but my question to you is like, are you starting to get nervous about the injuries piling up, man? Like just another one today. And like, you know, you hear about Adafe and now Odell is, you know, all these things. So it's starting, the list getting a little long, Glenn. Yeah. I mean, you never like to see it, but the only thing that, like you mentioned, the only thing that makes you feel, I guess, better about it is that that they're not in this boat alone. Every team has had, yeah. I mean, some devastating injuries to key players. I mean, all you can do is hope that the injuries that are inevitable aren't season ending and that it's not to key guys who could cause you to lose games. And look, the one thing I'll say when you, when you have a, when you, when you have to deal with injuries, there's two things you need, right? You need depth, which I think the Ravens have shown that they can develop depth 
from one to 53 on their roster. And I think you need good coaching staff. And we're going to get into it more with Cole. But I think, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better couple of coordinators, that, mm-hmm. at least through two weeks, from from what everything you're seeing, than, than Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin. I mean, they're, they're getting their roses, Jimbo. From everywhere mm-hmm. you look, people are impressed with these two guys. So I think if any team can can kind of weather these injuries, it's a team like mm-hmm. the Ravens who believe in building depth from one to 53 and having a great coaching staff. Man, I, I, I think that's a great point you bring up. And of course it's uh, something to, to talk about. Like these coordinators, you're right. Are tell you what they're making their, they're making their money. You can, yeah. really, I mean, especially when you watch a team like the bears who's being who's oh, been roasted all day. Gosh. Dude, uh, why are they not calling Greg Roman and firing their OC? Seriously. Yesterday? If you want great. I mean, if yeah, dude, they're all perfect peak in three years, but there'll be heights that they could never have imagined. Especially, right. you know that you know that Jefferson, that Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than anyone in Bears history already. He's in year three. Jeez, that's insane, man. That is <laughs> insane. Mean, they've been around over a hundred years, and wow. and yet he has already surpassed their leading receiver. So they're crazy. But yeah, anyway, we're not here to talk about them. But yeah, yeah. I just want to say that's a great point. Call Greg Roman because who knows what you could do with that peak, right? I mean, dude, if they just played into the athleticism of Justin Fields and just went all in, yeah, they could they could definitely be a playoff team in that garbage yeah. of a conference. I mean, they're worried about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, like, come on. Let's, yeah, no. yeah, come on. But anyway, um, I gotta ask you. Owe is in is seen in the walking boot. Yeah, Bowser to this point is still weeks uh, away. I think people have even forgotten Bowser's on this team. Yeah, it's true. Now we're happy with what we've seen from Jadeveon Clowney, but I still think we've yet to see. Uh, I, I think I need to see more from a uh, from a Jabo. That's for sure. Yeah, he had the sack, but that's one sack against a backup who came in for one pl- or you know yeah. his first play. I didn't see a whole lot from him last week. Which. What's your opinion kind of on the state of the pass rush? Well, one question. I didn't see any additional information on it, Dauphin. I know John says he's going to keep it close, right? Do you know anything else? Have you heard anything else? Other than it's just an ankle and he was seen leaving the stadium with a boot. But that's all I have. Because I feel like people put guys in boots so fast now. Yeah, it could be precautionary. but you know, it's, it's crazy. But ultimately, I mean, he's going to miss time. That's what yeah. it comes down to. He's going to miss time. So, And I get nervous about overworking Clowney. Right, mm-hmm. because Clowney's mm-hmm. got a history of you know, uh, um, look, DK text. Let me tell you guys what DK just said. What he I have a work meeting that has run uh, that has run over. I'll try to jump on when I can. He's out at the bar, yeah, dude. Come He's on, DK, right now. That's right. He's Jeez doing body way. shots out of somebody's navel. Okay, <laughs> that's, right. that's what DK's up to. Don't let him fool yeah. you. That's right. Yeah, out working, please. No, we, we hope you uh, <laughs> you hop in, DK. But I was actually gonna bring up what Fabu Breek says here that JPP's the guy to call, man. Three letters, JPP. I don't know what he's doing or what, yeah, his, what kind of shape, what kind of he's, shape in. he's in, right? He came in last year with a pop belly, still dominating, right? Till he got into hey, the game I, shape. But I, I got to ask you something that's edge related. I was surprised to see this. Did you see TJ Watt broke the Steelers franchise sack record last week? No, I didn't. I tried to pay attention I think to them. It's like around 86 or 87. That's insane. Isn't that insane? Like to me, I think yeah. the Steelers, I think Blitzburg, I think yeah, yeah, Sacktown. Yeah. Terrell right. Suggs have 130 something sacks. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, nobody's I would, touching our record for a long like, oh, time. Dude. You don't think it was We shouldn't do that. Don't do that, Jimbo. Yeah, don't poor guy's so in a boot. Hard. Yeah, don't laugh so damn hard, Jimbo. <laughs> hey, you set me up for that one, man. <laughs> no, I did. I did. Oh, well, actually, let's bring up one more name really quickly because uh, Ashanti Mende brings up in the chat. What's the deal with Jones right now in the Raiders in Raiderstown? Well, now he just came out and said that his his uh, account has been hacked. That's what he said. All these tweets. All <laughs> he said, I just got my account back, guys. It was hacked. Hey, shout out to intern Brad in the chat. Whoa, what's Brad, up, Brad? Uh, what's going on, buddy? Hope all is well. Yeah, man. But yeah, his account was hacked, bruh hacked yeah <laughs> my gosh yeah that was hilarious i tell yeah. you he's fun to have here though quite the character yeah he can rush the passer and we know about the joneses no doubt i wouldn't want to get into a fight with him that's for no. damn sure no we could, me you and cole we could take him right me you and cole versus the jones brothers uh yeah it's gonna be it wouldn't even be a long night it would be quick quick work <laughs> it'd be night night is yeah it? exactly well uh, Look, we gotta we gotta get to our our guests. Yeah, I got a lot of this things is to quickly, talk about. Yeah, this is quickly becoming um, a real favorite part of our uh, our week here, uh, and that's time with uh, Mr. Film Guru himself. You can find all of this gentleman's uh, uh, film breakdowns and at his YouTube channel at Road Graders. That's R O A D G R A D E R S Road Graders on YouTube. Nobody does it better. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Cole Jackson. Hey, how you doing, on, fellas? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you, boys? Doing, doing good. Well. Absolutely. Seeing the O's up early on the Astros doesn't hurt. Uh, but yeah, happy to get with you tonight. After, I mean, one of the more satisfying victories I can remember. It's early in the season, but to me, you send a team, a division opponent, 0-2, 0-1 at home, 0-2 in the division against a banged-up Ravens team. I mean, how how satisfying as yeah. a fan, Cole, was that victory? Oh, I was up clapping so hard. My daughter <laughs> ran up and told my wife, said, Daddy's making my ears hurt. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I promise it was with good vibes, not bad ones. But, uh, yeah, if that, that should give you a, uh, a good insight into how fired up I was. No, it was just, honestly, it felt a lot like last year, early in the year, where, you know, they kind of come back. They make it tight. The offense had that punt. They score. And then it was just, you know, they finally went out and got it done. And it just shows, you know, the difference with this offense. And it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Absolutely, man. Now, I got to ask you, I got to, I want to talk about this, Cole, here. Because um, you are our resident expert when it comes to the film, the film breakdown. So, um, one of the things we were talking about before you hopped on was, the fact that the Ravens are out there shopping for some additional running backs. I think that Justice Hill and certainly Gus Edwards, uh, Cole, you may not know this, but Gus Edwards is my favorite Raven. So I talk about him way too much. So choose your words carefully here. Right. You, you come after Gus, you we're going to have problems. <laughs> I just want to say in defending my points about Gus Edwards, not one time have I been wrong. Just hey, saying. hey, hey, what happened to that fan that says Najee's way better? Yeah, what happened to that? <laughs> he just went and bought a Jalen Warren jersey. That thing. <laughs> That's right. Well, go ahead. Uh, what's your what's your no? Question my here? my question is this: Is that like I feel like they they're getting the they, those two can get the job done. You you mix in you know a 
a Melvin Gordon or a Keaton Mitchell, whatever. Like, what's what are you seeing on the tape that is making the Ravens make these calls, right? To bring in these guys. For, is there something I'm missing? Should I be more concerned? EDC calls on everyone. You know the narrative that the Ravens always miss on guys? Yeah. I think it's because he literally calls on everyone that becomes available, <laughs> and they become linked to them. If you guys think about it, every single time there's a free agent and the big, you know, the insider tweet goes out, it always says the four or five tweet teams, why are we always one of them? <laughs> um, so um, I asked around uh, last week. Um, I asked a couple of the guys that are pretty tight with the team. Um, and this was before Cam Akers became available or whatever. Um, but it, I was told they had no interest in free agent running backs. Um, they, Keaton Mitchell could have played the last preseason game. I have no doubt that there is something going on with his shoulder, but I, I think it was more of a stinger and not a long-term injury. I think they put him on IR to stash him. I'm not sure they do that if they don't see him playing a role at some point in this offense. Um, I'm not very excited about Melvin Gordon by any means, but he's a vet. I mean, as your third, it's not the end of the world. Um, I think they're just fine with what they have. And I, I, I think based on what I've seen, uh, Gus and Hill, they're not going to be true number one backs, but they run hard, they run decisively, and they can be explosive. And, you know, we saw it last week with that, that crunch concept, kind of like a trap wham mixture where they had both, they had three guards going that or three guys going that way. The other three pulling behind them and it opened like 19 yards for Gus and he's running hard and decisive. Right. So, um, and the same thing with Hill, get Hill the ball out in space. You saw that little flip pass and he was able to, you know, make a smart read to let his brother run by him and turn around and get the ball in open space. So I think it's just one of those things where, you know, the, the days of the number one running back are over. I think what you really need in your running back room are guys that are going to play smart, make smart decisions, make good reads, and be explosive and run through contact. I think you're getting that in both of them. And we're going to get a little spark plug in Keaton Mitchell here soon. Yeah, yeah I cannot wait to see Keaton Mitchell. I, I think you said said it right, spark plug. Uh, I want to I want to ask you about these O line replacements because mm -hmm. there was a lot of concern going into this game. My boy Macari. Oh man, and, and look. Mustafer too. I mean, holy yeah. smokes! You got DJ Reader. You got Hendricks. I mean, you got a, a, a mean group of pass rushers, supposedly. And, and I mean, they, they zero sacks. I know Lamar played a, certainly a part in zero sacks, but how much credit should we be giving McCarry and Mustafer today? Oh, they played phenomenally. I, I mean, okay. So I don't want this to sound like I'm being negative towards him because because I'm not. It's just the reality of what they did on the O line. They gave almost every rep except probably four or five um, that was a pass pro rep. They gave Mustafer help. And that's what you're going to do with any backup center. You know, it was a lot of uh, him and John Simpson doubling guys. Um, but when he needed to block a guy like DJ Reader one-on-one, -on -one, he got it done. So that's that's not to take anything away from him. That's not to say they had to help him and he didn't play well. He absolutely played well. Um, but they did help him a lot. The guy that I was the most impressed with was my boy Patrick McCarry. Every year, we need to call on someone to play one of the five spots. It's always him that steps in, and he did his best work against Trey Hendrickson, who's a back-to-back -back pro bowler, two years in a row, um, gave up two hurries. I will say the only thing, and I'm just I'm big on being honest. I'm not going to you know pump someone's tires. The fumble that was called back due to the other D tackles hands to the face. Mm -hmm. um, that was 
McCarry got his butt kicked by Hendrickson, and Hendrickson forced that ball out. So that happened, but it was a penalty, so it didn't happen. Uh, but other than that, you erase that snap and maybe one where he didn't quite drop his anchor. He absolutely balled out on Trey Hendrickson, one of the best power rushers in the game. McCarry played a hell of a game, and he's a guy that can play all five spots. There's not a better six offensive lineman in the entire NFL. That's wow. right. Eight seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. That's his life every single snap, man. Freaking Pat McCarry, dude. Hey, I tell you what, Mustaver got signed real quick. That dude, thing. there's <laughs> no way they could have left him. And I mean, it makes you wonder, eh? Because, like, I, I talked to a couple of the Bears film guys because one of my best friends is a Bears fan. Um, so, And I, I was like the Bears growing up because I always felt in the 2000s, they were similar to us, right? insanely good defense and yeah. until 08 they didn't have a quarterback either mm-hmm. you know they were they had their defense dragging rex, rex grossman to court yeah, just to like we super dragged Bowl. trent dilfer to the super yep. Bowl. brian yep. Urlacher, or ray lewis but anyway all that to say is it's weird how bears players keep leaving there i keep getting told they're not that good and then they get here roquan mustafer balling out it's just great to see mm-hmm. yeah i love that play I'm sure you, you you know you saw it a bunch when uh, I think it was like a it was a first down to to Andrews over the middle and Mustafer pulled and picked up Hendricks Hendrickson on the right side I mean and blocked him like a left tackle out there Cole yeah yeah and that's one of the things they were doing they they were running some of that play action uh, uh, where they pull Mustafer out to, and they did it a little bit with Pat Ricard in Week One um, it's just a way to move the pocket get him out in an un, like out in a comfortable spot where he can just kind of hit a guy, drop his anchor, that sort of thing. So they did some creative things to help Mustafer out, but still I'm not taking anything away from Mustafer when he had to block reader one-on-one. I posted the clip on Twitter. Um, you know, he balled out. So kudos to him. Hell of a game. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention too, speaking of the big boys is uh, everyone's been, been uh, pulling up this clip, but that was in the first quarter. I believe Morgan Moses absolutely <laughs> um, what destroyed. I don't even know if it was a DB. <laughs> was it a Hilton, former was it former former Steeler? Steeler. Yeah. Oh man, he got yeah. wrecked. That was awesome to see, right? I don't know if you guys have seen it. I just put out a video at uh, six thirty. I have about seven plays by Morgan Moses in two weeks where he's pulling and just destroying DBs. <laughs> like so, awesome. he's gonna be on their hit list soon because my God, he's doing. And that's a good. That's, that's something that Munkin has brought. You didn't see a lot of that pin and pull stuff. You'd see. Uh, You'd see our tackles pull on some of the counter bash stuff where they'd be coming back through the middle. And we actually saw our first counter, ba- counter bash with Lamar this week when he just got tripped by the DB. Um, but that pin and pull stuff where uh, J.K. Dobbins touchdown, that that one that you get the tight end to kind of crack block, Moses pulls around. That's a Todd Munkin staple. He did it like crazy at Georgia. I tweeted about 100 times leading into the season because I was super excited to see it. And just to see Morgan Moses get out there and actually lay in the wood on people, I think it's given him a ton of confidence this year. He's played mm-hmm. so well. And you guys, you can't underrate how good it makes you feel when you you know hit a pancake block and you get a highlight like that. Like That really amps these guys up. So it's been great to see. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, Morgan Moses is a top-heavy dude. So you get him leaning dude. forward and running with, with a full Like me of... going through my son. just It's got to oh, feel like that, running yes. through children when you're that big and yeah. blocking a DB. Like. Oh, my goodness. And, and it's got to be so satisfying, right? Just smash. Mm, oh. I, I want to talk about the outside guys too, Glenn. Um, I mean, this is really to both of you. Like, I was super impressed with Zay, super impressed with Nelson Aguilar. One of the things that came to my mind, though, when OBJ went out of that game, was the Aguilar, uh, was that really the game plan for OBJ? Like, I felt bad for OBJ thinking, like, 
dang, the game Aguilar had was probably the game the game Odell would have had. Um, but you know, I want to get your guys' thoughts on just the wide receiver room in general because, man, I'm excited about these guys. Yeah, uh, Cole, I just want to I, I want to quickly t- that release. I know it was an incomplete pass. It was an overthrow on Zay. Mm-hmm. But holy, did he leave that guy on the right side on that overthrow? I mean, it, it, the guy didn't even touch him. He was absolutely no. cooked. Um, and I think that's a play that we're going to see them connect on in the very near future. But what, what were your thoughts overall on those guys on the outside, Cole? Yeah, to answer your question, you know, I don't think it was uh, game plan specific. I actually think it was game plan specific to get Aguilar, who they've been All calling right. Nelly. I don't know if that's new. And the reason I say that is because. Beckham has a line. Something that we're seeing Munkin do that Roman didn't do is he, he's kind of playing these guys at set spots. You've seen Bateman and Zay move a little bit, but Odell is basically only playing the X receiver. Um, Aguilar last week uh, had 17 snaps in the slot and only seven wide. So you would assume that when Aguilar kind of came in and started taking those snaps for OBJ, he would have been playing that X role if it was a one for one, but he was playing more in the slot. So what they kind of did was move Bateman into the X and then get Aguilar involved that way. But I know that they wanted to get Aguilar involved after week one. I think he only had one target played. Uh, he basically was splitting reps with, uh, with Bateman because Bateman only played 38% in week one. Um, but I think they want to get him involved. You know, you saw the deep shot early. Um, it was real close. And then, you know, they kind of started hitting him in the slot. I think the big thing is Aguilar right now reminds me of Duvernay early last year when the when the pass catchers were healthy, he's basically drawing one-on-one looks constantly. Um, and it's just giving him very favorable, easier matchups and he's taking advantage and he shows that kind of game breaking ability. Like I can't tell you when I saw that ball go up in the touchdown and I saw Aguilar bend, I just started thinking of the Michael Crabtree's Lee mm. Evans, TJ Hushman's mm. all not that it was a big moment like that, like a playoffs, uh, type moment, but it just felt like okay, QB is going to drop one in a bucket. Our guy's yep. not going to be able to bring it in. It just feels different this year, and that goes for OBJ. Bateman's been quote unquote quiet. He's made some really nice catches though, and yep. like crucial ones. Like I think four of his catches, I think he's got six. Four of them were for first downs. Um, work in the middle of the field really well. He looks comfortable. There's no discomfort in his foot. He's playing physical. Um, I think it's really exciting. They just I, the vibe with the wide receiver group feels different than it used to, and I actually think that's a huge uh, boost from OBJ. I think he's that type of leader. He gets in there. He's he's, he's the man that invented swag. Like comes in with the uh, um, you know the wacky hair, and you know he he talks he walks with his chest out. And I think that rubs off mm-hmm. on these guys. Gives them confidence. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how like nervous he... are we going to be if Kim Kardashian shows up? Oh, in the game? dude. I have concerns. Dude, she's going to be there soon. And let me tell she's you. wearing purple pants, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. dude, I did not want to see her in the bank, dude. Nah, the curse <laughs> of the Kardashians is real. So please, keep your distance, Odell. Or, yes. look, just I know who better not ask about it. Jameson Hensley better not ask Odell about it. Because Odell does not seem to like that man. The look on his face when he was asked about uh, I, I, the last time he had played in that stadium. Yeah, he, was, he looked absolutely furious. But also, less thing I have for offense for me, Cole, is we talked about the ability to to handle the blitz. This has been an issue for the Ravens last year, heading into this year. I said that was my key to the game offensively is you got to be able to handle the blitz. I, I thought they did a spectacular job. It, it's it's so cool to see a, com- like a competent passing game that 
that can handle a, a zero blitz because it didn't seem like we could last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the big thing was uh, they took care of it early, uh, and I think that's the most important thing when you, when you get beat. And this happened in the last year's Miami game. Yeah, last year's Miami game was the not so debacle. They beat that cover zero blitz early, and then you saw way less of it. Um, and that's how you kind of prevent it from turning into the two years ago Miami game where it was the same thing every play. It was insane. Um, but, you know, they had uh, the, the the big shout out to Gus, Jimmy's boy Gus. Um, he Sir. stepped in on that one where they, they brought seven and Gus stepped up right into the middle, went hat on hat and absolutely obliterated the blitzing linebacker. So kudos to him because that's what you need in a six-man protection. Your six-man has to make a block. And they ran that slant with Aguilar. Aguilar just ran it tight. Lamar delivered with anticipation. That was the most comfortable I've seen Lamar look in the pocket since 2019. He just looked so, repeating myself, but comfortable. Like, there's no other way to put it. He stood tall. When pressure did come, there was no kind of, you know, not hearing footsteps, no panic feet. He just stood, delivered. It was it was a thing of beauty. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I want to talk about the defense, Jimbo. Because Let's do it. Mike McDonald seems to have the number of of the Cincinnati Bengals. We start we saw it last year where he really slowed down that pass attack. Again today or uh, on Sunday, had him starting real real sluggish. You know, two back to back three and outs. That yeah, they got some stuff going, but. It just didn't seem like they could ever really get into the flow they wanted to. What was your take on Mike McDonald and how he owns the Cincinnati Bengals? He just calls a variety of coverages. If you go back and look at the uh, the Geno Stone interception, uh, they used a really nice zone, ma- zone man match. So um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Boyd was in the slot. Higgins was out wide, and they basically ran that you know that classic Madden play where they run the scissors and they basically you know, slant over top of one another. Play so, ulcers. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And <laughs> so when Higgins cut inwards, um, because it was zone match, Roquan ended up carrying the outside receiver and our Darius that was in the slot stayed with uh, Boyd. So in Burrow's head, he thought he got one-on-one Higgins against Roquan as good as Roquan is wide receiver against linebackers, a mismatch, but because they didn't have stone playing, like uh, a cover three type coverage over deep on top of uh, Stevens versus Chase. He was just standing there. Burrow, Mm -hmm. all he sees is that matchup, and he throws the ball thinking he's got an easy one, and then Stone steps right into it. So, you know, seeing a mixture of cover two, zone match, just the way he mixed a lot of – they ran a lot of cover four too, um, you know, that kind of half quarter quarter. So it was just – a variety of coverages i thought he just put his mind in a blender like he just he didn't know what was coming all day he wasn't himself um and it was weird to me like usually when you get uncomfortable like that and you don't have anything going you could go to a guy like jamar chase who lined up with brandon stevens a lot and i just feel like they didn't do that and mm-hmm. the other thing um i know people were like where's the pass rush where's the pass rush that ball in the first half was legit coming out in 2.01 seconds. If he hadn't held the ball more in the second half, that would have been the lowest time to throw in Joe Burrow's career. Mm. You can't get home in two seconds. Um, There's a play where uh, Odafe lined up right over Jonah Williams. Um, 
hit his outside shoulder, spun back inside. Yeah. Completely clean. It wasn't even a stalwart. The ball was already out. Like, and mm -hmm. he absolutely destroyed him on the rep. If he hits that, that's a rare high quality pass rush sack. Um, but, you know, and on the, the sack, out, the sack Clowney had, I saw somewhere that he had the fastest uh, takeoff of the season so far this year. A get off. So right? good. Like, I it's mean, insane. He's explosive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, I mean, he got home with the fastest get off in the, in the league this year, thus far. Pretty good right? signing. And that was in the second half, right? So I think yeah. he finished with his TTT at 2.28, which is extremely low. It's one of the lowest of Burroughs career. So it, it just shows how much like the second half when they're trying to make the comeback, you have to hold the ball a little bit more. And you actually saw the pass rush make a bit of an impact. I think they finished with like eight pressures, which again, felt low, but that's because that was the Bengals' game plan. They were not going to hold the ball. His yards per average was also one of the lowest of his career thus far. Yeah, this is what I want to know defensively. This is the most important. And and the the last urgent question that I have defensively for you, Cole. How concerned are you about Ardarius Washington hitting IR? Yeah, that that was shocking. I don't. I, I guess maybe it was just me. And my apologies if I missed it. But I don't remember him getting hurt in the right. game. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like a thing, right? Like he wasn't. No. Okay. So. Shocked, not good. Arthur Millette, uh, I mean, I didn't think Sam Mustafer was going to be that good, so what do I know? But uh, <laughs> I'm worried about Millette going in without Marlowe coming back. Um, I thought Ardarius was playing really well. Um, he's just not been able to stay healthy, unfortunately. So it sucks, but, you know, they're going to turn to Millette. Marlowe's going to have to play in there a little bit when he gets up. Uh, I thought Darby looked pretty good, so I think he can, and so did Rock. Um, so I think they can be nice rotating outside players, but what are you going to do in the slot now? You don't have a guy. You don't really want to have to play Marlowe in the slot like they did a few years ago. Um, that one's going to be a challenge. That's going to be something that teams are going to look to exploit. Mm, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a tough one. I wonder if we see what 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 the, if the safeties even with Marcus down can do anything to kind of help that maybe bringing that new guy in that they just brought as Duran uh, and, and maybe let Kyle try and help out a little bit down, down there. But yeah, that's, that's certainly going to be, that's going to be a tough one to overcome, but it looks like uh, with this week coming up, what's your early expectations? Have you had a chance to peek at what the, what the Colts have to offer? What's your early take on the Colts? Yeah, they're they're The biggest concern for me is their D line. They are, they're good and they're deep. They have, six guys with four plus pressures through two games um they got guys rotating in they got guys inside like deforest buckner they got outside quitty pays finally starting to hit that developmental curve that you know i think we're seeing in odafe away they're seeing that in indy with uh with pay uh Deo out of vanderbilt's finally starting to he finally got healthy he's making plays um it's deep they're gonna be constantly they're they kind of got a group that can get home with four you know they got Shaq Leonard in the middle that can make plays, um, but they're not as they're not as stout on the back end, which is I think a very unique spot for the Ravens because usually what I would do last year and the, honestly the previous like three or four years with Roman is I'd always be focused on the D line right because no matter what it was going to be a run based offense. It's just a lot different now. Like Munkin goes out there and he slings it. He's not afraid to run it, but he he wants to throw the ball. Um, so I think it gives us a big matchup uh, or a big spot to take advantage of some matchups. And so I think you're going to see them lining up in that 11 personnel spread, moving the ball out to the edges and just kind of letting Lamar do what he did early this week, you know, hit, hit some of those play actions, get them comfortable. 
give them space and let the wide receivers do their thing. Yeah, I tell you what, can you be really concerned about the, the Colts with Gardner Minshew, though? That's the thing. Like, on, on offense, I mean, the thing about Minshew is he's just going to go out there and just sling it, right? So he's mm-hmm. he's going to be looking for some big plays over top of you. Um, but, you know, I'm not – I don't maybe I'll regret saying this, but I, you can't sit there and fear that offense, right? Like, they don't have Jonathan Taylor. Who are they going to run the ball through? Um, Zach Moss did have a good game last week, so kudos to him. Shout out to Zach uh, Moss. Go Utes, baby. There it is. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's a spot where they're going to have to try and run the ball. they got a couple tight ends. they got Michael Pittman. But, you know, it's not something that, that can really make you – but that defense is legit. I like that D-line. I think they're going to be good. But, again, I think they, they almost need to borrow a little bit of what the Bengals did. Get the ball out quick. Let your guys cook in space. Um, you know, cool. I, I have another think, question for you. Yeah. You just said the word borrow. What's Joe Burrow's last name? Burrow. Burrow. <laughs> what? Are you making fun? Do you know how many words It's Baltimore. You can't pick on somebody else's accent. Dude, <laughs> I get picked on on my YouTube channel all the time because I say root, like root running instead of route. Uh, it's crazy. They And I always say milk instead of milk. Right. Well, like is it a bag or is it a bag? Bag. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I definitely that. have some. I have some isms over here. Like I, I say some. I, I say some words that people. What's are the like, last letter of the alphabet? Z. Okay. What did you think yeah. they said? Z or something? Right. Z. Like I have a buddy from what the middle part of Canada. Where? What is there? The prairies, like Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Yeah. Anyway, he says Z. <laughs> Whatever. Says not much over there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and sorry, um, sorry, isn't that another one? I do say sorry a lot, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, guys, if you guys want to check out all the things that Cole has to offer over on YouTube, all the film breakdowns, really gets into the the nitty-gritty, especially paying homage to the big sloppies, as we like to call it, the guys who don't get as much love, don't get as much attention. Uh, You can check that over at Road Graders on YouTube, or, of course, you can see – uh, Cole's Twitter handle right there. Um, Cole, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're fortunate enough that Cole's going to be joining us every Tuesday after the Ravens game to help break down uh, the film. So we're super thankful and fortunate to have you. Cole, thanks for so, so much for joining us. Look forward to talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, boys. Have a good week. Go Ravens. Beat Andy. Let's go. That's right. Take care, See you, guys. Thanks. I'll tell you yeah, what. man. That's exciting, man. I, I, he seemed, I, you, you can see he's got some juice watching the film uh, this year as opposed to last year. Yeah, big time and, and definitely a difference there. It's funny because ultimately, if you, Glenn was plugging his channel, but if you guys want to be able to have some ammo when you're, when you're talking to your friends and really feel like the expert in the room, I mean, obviously watch our show because <laughs> we'll give you all the predictions. Just uh, check out last week and how correct I was with my predictions. Uh, but um, also, ch- obviously, check out Cole's channel because he'll give you the inside scoop and uh, you know really make sure you feel like a professional. Look who decided to show up! Look what the cat dragged in. He gets right, over here dude. throwing back shots, doing whatever he does. You know, I knew goodness it, gracious! Party with the bottle girls. Work meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. We know what that means. Come right now, on, you guys man. can't see him, but he looks completely inebriated. <laughs> I mean, his hair is everywhere. It, it's insane. I mean, one eye's going this way, the other that way. You know, whatever that fish is. That anyway. Uh, and shout to Raven Ron, to keep me up to date. I do have the O's game on in the corner, and uh, Cole, uh, um, Cole, look, 
I'm calling Cole. Uh, Hayes just hit a three-run homer, so shout out to the O's. Um, Someone hey, said show DK. Should we show DK? I don't know if he – I mean, DK? I don't know if he's show ready. I mean, I don't know if he's show ready. All right, you ready? You know, Watch this. You ready for this? Hey -oh. <laughs> <laughs> You got a peek. You got a peek. You got a peek. That's all you That's got. all you get. Um, That's all you get, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, hey, I got to I gotta ask your take. You know, they, they talk before this the season, we talked about the AFC North being the yeah, toughest division. We talked about it being, you know, top to bottom, really no slouches. But here we right. are two weeks into it. We got the Bengals at 0-2, the Browns and Steelers sitting at 101-101. Here's the, the Ravens sitting at the top, 2-0. Some brutal injuries, you know, are going across the AFC, uh, the North. It's not just the Ravens, and they've had their fair share. But now Burrow with the calf, it looks like it might sideline him. We saw the terrible, I mean, you feel just gutted for a guy like Nick Chubb, who in 2015 uh, had a complete reconstruction of his left knee. All that completely out the door last night. I mean, he got his yeah. knee absolutely shredded in every single way. They're, you know, The Steelers have their issues with Deontay on IR, Cam Hayward on IR. What's your, what's your kind of state of the AFC North after two weeks when – we said this was the most competitive division, Jimbo. We're the only team sitting at two and zero. Yeah, I. Uh, of course, well, I guess we're the only team that could have. Well, only one team could have been two and zero, right? Because the other ones. True. Well, right. if the Browns would have won, they could have been two and zero. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I still feel like this is the the division in the NFL with the most depth. So, like, the worst team right now on – well, according to the record, is the Cincinnati Bengals, right? If I'm No, yeah. no, no. There's two teams that are 0-2, right? The Steelers – No. No, the Steelers won last night. Yeah, yeah. what am I thinking? Yeah. So, there's only one team that's 0-2, and they went to back-to-back -back AFC Championship games and a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, in my mind, it's still the deepest division. I don't know – I, I still think it's the best. I'm I'm a bit biased. I, I, well, I mean, there's the, not a whole lot of competition, right? The NFC I mean, East, yeah, exactly. And and you maybe could say AFC East. Obviously, Rodgers was healthy, but you know, you got turnover machine um, Zach Wilson over there. He just gives the football. He's like Oprah, man. You get a football. You get a football. You get understand. Like, dude, this is crazy. Why have they not called to get the 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 best quarterback in Utah when they were playing in college together? Right, like, why would you not call about Tyler Huntley? The Ravens ain't answering that call, Jimbo. No, they're not. But don't you think that they should call? Yeah, I, I you know what, I saw a trade today. It said, uh, it, it was it's some Ravens part. They said, uh, Cam, a I'm sorry, this is totally a sidetrack, but yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a trade. Cam Akers for Gus Edwards. Who's saying no? And every every single comment was like the Ravens. The Ravens. Would yeah. Say no. Everyone on the Ravens. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Kick rocks, dude. Yeah, Cam Akers and what army for like, what are you talking? The dude yeah. averaged 6.2 a carry in the last game. Man, Cam Akers about? seems like a me guy and Gus Edwards is definitely not that. So. No. And you can tell John loves himself some Gus Edwards, man. Yeah, Super grateful. Buddy. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think we're still the best. Um, we're still the best division in football. Yeah. Okay. But well, ultimately, like, how? I, what's your? Do you feel better about the Ravens' chances? Because yeah. to me, I feel way better after watching do, that game. Do last you remember night. what I called and said to you last night? Memory okay. test. And when I when I called you during the game, we were talking right before the Nick Chubb injury. What I said about this game, I was like, dude, neither team scares. Oh me. yeah, yeah, that's right. Because like yeah. I thought, just 
watching the highlights from the from the Browns Cincy game, I was like, okay, week one, Browns mm-hmm. look real. Like Cincinnati's yeah. a real team. They went out and snuffed them. Yep. Right. So now I'm thinking, okay, the Browns are legit. And then they lose. And Deshaun Watson doesn't look good. And his psych, did you see he's got a burner? A burner account? The Twitter, the, the tw- apparently they found his, and it's called Free Deshaun Watson or something like that. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> oh he's like God. bashing his coaches and liking tweets about his coach and stuff like, like the dude's psyche is gone. He shoved a referee last night. I know. I don't know how he didn't get tossed, dude. I was shocked. Yeah. Pointing at hey. someone like, what are you going to do about it, dude? You know, and of course, you know. And then you lose Nick Chubb. Oh, and then you lose the best player, the best offensive player on your team. He, they lost their explosion. And then they, yeah. now they're totally reliant on a quarterback they gave all this money to. And he just isn't the guy. He's just and, not the guy. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson's sitting like, dang, my contract doesn't even look that good anymore. Yeah, nah, nah, it, I, that guarantee still looks pretty damn. No, sweet. but I mean, once, once, <laughs> once, uh, Burrow got what two nineteen guaranteed, and then, uh, and then what's They're his name? They're getting there, but two forty nine is still the top of the top. No, yeah, but w- once Mahomes hit it in four years, dude, he's gonna get two ten in look, four years. Here, so, the, the Steelers won with two defensive touchdowns. Crazy. I mean, Deshaun so, Watson throws a pick Garvin. six. He gets strip sacked, and, and and so by the way, yeah, the Steelers. To me, they don't scare. I mean, Kenny Pickett, you can buy into them all you want. Yeah. I am, I, I'm not a believer. And Jimbo, you know what? Sometimes, so you know, sometimes you say some wild stuff, and I go, <laughs> "What is this guy saying?" And I remember early on, you said Najee was a bum from the start. I told you, and I, I was like, "Dude, Najee's pretty good, dude." I remember watching it. I mean, he was pretty good. And I'm telling you what, dude, he looks. Bad, dude. I watched yeah. that game last night. It is no doubt to me that Jalen Warren is the best running back on that team. To me, it yeah. is no doubt. He looks slow. He looks plodding. Slow. He looks. To, he look. He's choppy with his feet. He can't hit the. He looks. He looks like his vision is gone. He I don't looks know like what's Trent going Richardson. On. He does. I mean, he looks. It looks like old Le'Veon Bell, like yeah. where he's plodding. Like it went from patient to be able to explode through the hole to. Patience, patience, and you just keep waiting for that explosion through the hole, and it never happens. Running in mud. Exactly. That's exactly what it looks like, running in mud, like he's running across a sticky floor. Yeah. I am not at all concerned about these teams. I think the Ravens not only win this division, Jimbo, Jimbo, I think they run away with it at one point. Yeah, I I hope you're right. Now, this is the funny thing. We were talking about this last night, and I was saying this to you right when Chubb got hurt. So obviously, obviously the conversation changed, but um, I always get nervous about the end of the season. So you were like, "Dang, I'm." It's crazy for me to think about rooting for the Steelers because then we're first in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking in my mind, what I was trying to say was that at the end of the year, the Steelers and the Browns generally do opposite things, where the Browns just go into the into the dumpster and the Steelers find a way to hang around. And hang around and hang around forever and ever, ever, right? So part of me wanted the Browns to win because I was like, just stomp out the fire now, right? Like, let's yeah. just but, put the dirt on them, throw the dirt yeah. on them. Yeah. But how crazy is it to think that if I'm not mistaken, in consecutive years, the Steelers spent a first round pick on Najee Harris and then Kenny Pickett. In consecutive years, right? That's not good. Hey, look, <sighs> Ravens have had their fair share of first round misses yeah, too. But yeah, yeah that's brutal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett was drafted before Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards wasn't even drafted. Yeah, well, that's true. 
Yeah, that's a good point. James Lee Wiley tends to agree. It looks like he says Steelers and the Browns look terrible last night. Yeah. Neither could get it done. Neither offense yeah. scares me at all. And now, we said defensively, this, right? they got some players defensively, but offensively, I, I, I think if you don't have a quarterback, you can't go too far nowadays. Yeah, and we said this about Deshaun Watson, right? I, I also want to mention this. I thought it was hilarious. I was talking to my wife last night, and we play FanDuel like we just do one game fantasy games, right? That's cool. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And you mean she, now when you say FanDuel, you mean Bet US, correct? Bet US, yes. Yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Um, but you uh, yeah, so, right, so, right. So we do um that and. <laughs> Punch you right through the screen. <laughs> so no, but what I was gonna say though is that uh oh shoot, I totally lost my train. Oh, <laughs> we we made a mutual agreement not to take Deshaun Watson because he's an absolute scumbag, right? Okay, we just weren't yeah. gonna take Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I I was telling you, I was like, man, you we have a lot of competitive guys in our draft. If you guys ever had a moment to sit down with our fantasy fantasy uh league, you would understand this. But um, and no one. Because he's that much of a scumbag. No one said, scumbag aside, I think this guy's going to get it done this year. No one took him. And you know what, Glenn? He's, I don't think his psyche's ever, I don't think he's ever going to recover. No, he's done. He is absolutely done. And it's a shame in a way because, you know, you kind of feel for their fan base because they finally thought, I mean, look, we couldn't draft him. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't um, convince them to sign in any logical way. Yeah. The only thing we could do is give them the keys to our entire organization to finally get a guy who we thought could be our savior. And once again, he's just the next in line on that jersey of forty-eight thousand quarterbacks. Uh, he's just the next guy in line, but he is no difference maker. The only, the only difference is his paycheck is a whole lot bigger than all those guys combined. Yeah, I'd say. Speaking of paycheck. And fattening the wallet. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our our sponsor of the show, Glenn. Talk to me about yeah. our excellent partner in BetUS. Absolutely. BetUS is the OG in the sports betting game. They have any possible bet you could imagine, whether it's prop bets, whether it's player bets, season long, or half, you know, halftime bets. I mean, quarter bets, pregame bets, they got it all. And the best part about it is they will match. of your initial deposit up to $2,500, ladies and gentlemen. So you put in, you put in 10, you're getting, what's that? 2250. What is that? Is that correct? It it might be wrong, but it's something like that is what I'm saying. So it's free money. Go with what you know. I think right now the line currently sits at eight and a half to me. You're at home. Yeah. With a backup quarterback. I'm taking it. That that's I'm right, and and I'll also tell you what. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought again. What is happening to me, dude? Had, what's going on, man? No, I had something good to say, and I totally forgot. All right, um, are you taking your omegas? Yeah, I'm. T- <laughs> I take. I'm taking my omegas. Don't All worry, right, brother. All uh, right, oh right, DK is gonna. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. DK is gonna put the the link in the, the description. But what I was gonna say yeah. is that this week was the first week nobody pulled the trigger. S- don't be scared. It's easy money, and we'll help you out. Yeah. We got you right here. That's it. Hey, look, Jimbo. The Ravens will get one, done for you. 2-0, and o, Baker Mayfield right now. What do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, are we living in the upside down? Yeah, DK Baker. said he called that one, dude. DK, Baker. Look, look DK's got to call us. Hey, DK, I'll tell you what. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, my man. 
Hey, Baker, man, lead leader of men. Leader of I, he's got a he's got a good unit around him, doesn't he? <laughs> he does got a heck of a cast. Goodness. But uh, man, look, looking good in a division that is just I mean right for the taking. No one wants this division, and why not be? Why not let Tampa go get it? Yeah, absolutely. And and like Glenn said, talking about our, our sponsor, of course, go out there, uh, get it done. Use the link in the description, and then also uh, support the show. Like it's it's a it's a great way for you guys to to um show us some love so we appreciate it but we also gotta give a shout out to our week two over under competition winner is yeah. this the first time he's won dk first i believe no no last really? year he won as well i don't even recognize Dang, hoodies back to back timothy reynolds shout, shout out, out to man. timothy i mean some guys just seem to get it every week they're right up there no matter how many new additions we get to the prediction it seems like those those guys something they, they got a little DK homework, in them man. is what it is. That's they right, got a little DK. That's right. They do the homework and they they get it done. There's two types of people that get it right. There's the deep thinkers and there's the shoot from shoot from the hip. Yeah, we, I think DK is a deep thinker. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, no. You're you're an old gunslinger. Let's That's, put it that way. Shoot right from the hip. Dude. That's, right. That's all it takes. And, you know, look, deep thinking has never worked in my favor. <laughs> So why do your it? First reaction. And it's, it's usually, usually the, the best, best one. one. Yep. The, the other ones are just followed with fear and you know, just, yeah. just go with the first one, man. Yeah, that's I'm with you. It's yeah, my I'm life advice. You. But look, that's it for us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But we will be back Friday to break down this upcoming matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. We have a, a longtime friend and guest of the show, Kevin Wiki, is going to be joining us who covers the Colts for the Colts wire uh, under USA today, but uh, mm -hmm. excited to, to, to kind of hear Look, the Colts were expected to, to really not go much of anywhere, especially with all the, the off season. I mean, the off the field turmoil with, with, uh, with their owner going up against their running back in a Twitter battle, but it looks like they're, they're making a, they're, they're making some waves out there. I think they're, they, they certainly hit. It looks like on their young quarterback who looks further along than Justin Fields, mm -hmm. despite the fact that he's a rookie who's played in just, a couple games. We'll see if he can. You said ultimately... it. They're leaning into his athleticism, man. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, he's just making decisions. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they're a lot, uh, they're going to be a lot tougher matchup than people would have expected before the season. So make sure you guys catch up with us Friday, eight o'clock. We'll be live. Make sure you're here. Don't miss it. See you. Is it only after games? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.